Welcome to Sounds from the Shelves. I'm Mika. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lee. And today we get to talk to a bunch of people. Yes! Woo! <laughs> it's another combo episode. So this episode, our guests are all going to be people that work in the library but are not librarians. I know, those positions exist. They do. Um, so there are customer service specialists and our shelvers, um, and we're super excited to hear from them and learn about their experiences in the library. Uh, so joining us first, we have Sierra. Hi, guys. Sierra, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, my name's Sierra. I'm currently in acting in CSS with the Kearns Library. Um, I've worked with the library for almost two years now. March coming up is my two-year anniversary here, Ooh, which is the yay. longest I've ever worked at a job up to this point. Um, I'm 19, so I'm still at the very beginning of like the big kid job world. Um, <laughs> prior to this, I kind of only had experience in you know, customer service and cooking. And so this has been a really, really cool job for me. I feel like I've gotten the chance to work with a lot of cool people and learn a lot of cool stuff. Um, I do have to say when I was 19, yeah, no, I was not anywhere near a place for two years. <laughs> it kind of scares me sometimes. <laughs> like it doesn't feel right to be still at the same job, but it's yeah. changed so much, I feel like. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I hit a plateau at like three to four years, and then I look for the next challenge. Yeah. yeah. I was actually talking to somebody about working at the library, and they said that the library just has like this vortex, mm -hmm. and time just passes, Yeah, and you don't notice. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wait, I've been here how long? <laughs> Like this year will be my nine year anniversary. And I'm like, no, Ooh, that yeah. doesn't seem that long. I'm not that old. You're coming up on a decade. <laughs> uh, yeah, this year is 11. This year's 11 for me. Mm. Oh, Last good. year was 10. Yeah, but you all started as babies in the library. Yeah. What do you mean just babies? I was 30. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, for me, at my age, 30 is still a baby. Fair enough. I mean, you're not that much older than me, but fair I enough. <laughs> if you compare it to how long the universe has existed, you guys are baby, baby. We're all babies. Yeah. That is true. Good perspective. <laughs> all right. So let's jump into our questions. So first, we wanted to ask, how did you get started working with the library? So I applied to work with the library um, in 2021, actually, just the end of the year, um, right after I had re-enrolled in high school. So I dropped out start of my very start of my junior year. And, um, you know, I had a lot of things going on in my life that just didn't allow school to fit in my schedule at that time. And so once I was able to re-enroll and re get back into school, I really wanted a job that was going to help support me like in that process and in that journey, a job that was a little more lax and that had more flexible hours. And I thought, what better place to be academic than the library? So I applied yeah. and a couple mm -hmm. months later um, started the, you know, higher on process. And it's been super fun. Awesome. Partially also, um, I wanted to work at the library just to kind of reconnect with a part of myself that I hadn't been able to for a couple years at that point. Growing up, mm -hmm. I was definitely a library kid. This place is a sanctuary for so many people, including myself. And so I wanted to be able to be on the other side of that and maybe return some of the, you know, love and help that I received at the library as a younger person. Oh, that just made me tear up a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love hearing that. It's a, deep, it. it's a deeply special place to me. And I'm grateful oh. that I get to work here. I love how many people we have that work in the system that that's a story. Like, mm -hmm. they spent all their growing up years at the library. Mm -hmm. Good times. What is something that surprises people about working at the library? Um, I feel like the biggest thing that surprises people is that there are people that aren't librarians. Every time, <laughs> every time I tell people that I work at the library, they're like, oh, wow, you're a librarian. You must be so smart. You must be, you know, so well-read, so well-versed. And... I then get to chuckle and tell them, no, I just actually answer phones and direct people to the other desk. <laughs> That's actually not all I do, but it's it's uh, definitely surprising to people. I asked around a little bit and I was surprised to hear that a lot of people were shocked by how like, I don't want to say modern, but like expressive the library is and the library mm -hmm. staff, not just like the buildings, but I had a friend comment that people are very expressive and stylish in the library, which made me feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I agree Heck with. Yeah. I agree <laughs> with. Yeah. Um, you know, it, people have like this weird idea of like an early 1900s librarian with like the bun. And mm -hmm. I mean, we still wear cardigans, but the cardigan. I was just going to yeah. comment on that. <laughs> Listen, the buildings get cold. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do. Um, and like that librarian has been replaced with people like the library is more like a community center now mm -hmm. instead of like mm -hmm. a shh, be quiet sort of place, uh, at least public libraries. 
And so the librarians that work here, or just the staff in general, are like more chill and laid back and all sorts of styles. Everything Mm -hmm. from like really conservative, like classic styles to like, you look at them and you think, wait, you supposed to be at the library? (laughs) Your hair is pink. And you're covered in tattoos and you have five piercings. And here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I I love that, too, is that um, genuinely, like you said, is that are you supposed to be at the library mindset that initially comes into mind? The more time I spend here, the less I have that feeling or the less I like have that initial thought as I walk into a library space, because there are so many different people that utilize the library and Mm -hmm. that participate in our programs that work here. That's another thing people have told me surprised them. They thought it was just like, oh, all like college students or, you know, all old people that want to read their romance novels or no, there's so many, so many people of so many different ages and backgrounds that come to utilize our services. Although I will say I'm all for it. If old people want to come read romance novels, I will join you and we can all read romance novels together. It'll book be club? amazing. <laughs> yes, book club. Are there things you wish would or like could be changed about the library profession? I had a hard time with this because I was trying to come up with a really deep philosophical mm-hmm. answer. And I genuinely couldn't think of anything. Talking to Tina, my supervisor mm-hmm. out there, um, getting ready for this. We just kind of had a conversation about how the library genuinely is just a really nice place to work. I feel like not just with like the benefits and the good hours and all that stuff that comes with working for the county, but with the people you get to work with, with the work you're doing. Um, I've had the opportunity, I started as a shelver at Harriman. And in that time, I've had the opportunity to work at Metro Jail as a shelver in LA and then working here as a substitute CSS. Um, They have substitution uh, options to go out and work at other branches. And it's been so cool to see just how many different parts of the library there are. The more I tried to think on what we could change, the more I realized the library, I feel like, has been consistently changing and evolving. Even every year we reassess and, you know, put in place new policies, new ideas. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like that about it. I don't think I would change anything at this point. The one thing you can count on, I feel like, with public libraries is that it's just going to keep changing. Mm-hmm. We have to. You have to adapt. Yeah. Life changes. Needs change. People change. Exactly. And if you don't, then you get lost in the past. Staying in one spot as an organization doesn't really, you know, conserve anything or, you know, keep anything. I feel like you've got to be able to move to continue having your services actually serve the community, not just being like attractive to the community, but actually having them benefit people. Yeah. Well, are there any funny or memorable stories of happenings in the library that you would like to share with us? Um, I was able to think of two. Um, The first one, uh, there's a gentleman that comes into my uh, work when I'm working at Harriman very frequently, I think almost daily. He he comes in to read and do his computer, and he's one of the friendliest people that I've ever met, and it's just great. Great to say hi to as he walks in. And one day I witnessed just like a, a brief interaction with him and a family. And he had, you know, gone to check on this little girl who was crying and upset and um, ended up talking with her mom and all that stuff. And the mom afterwards, um, you know, expressed to me, she was just like so overwhelmed and so grateful um, that he had showed that kindness to her daughter, that he had um, had that interaction. So afterwards, I just went to tell him just, hey, by the way, that mom really was grateful for what you did for her child. And after that, he he got very thoughtful and happy about it. And he said, well, you know, I just try to be the nicest guy that I know. And I really, really liked that. That stuck yeah. with me because I feel like that's, that's the best you can do at the end of the day. But I really like those moments where you just get to kind of either witness or be a part of just positive, genuine human connection. And this wasn't at work, but I was at the mall one day and I was talking to this individual who's working the counter at the store I was at. And He'd asked what I did for work, and I said, oh, currently I'm working at the Metro Jail, because that was when I was acting in. And he said, wait, like, with the library? Like, do, do you guys have the Book of Mormon picture book still? And I said, the what? And he said, the Book of Mormon picture book. That was my favorite book when I was in there, because it was so funny. And I said, oh, you've been it? Like, you've utilized the library services there. And he says, yes, you guys were our favorite. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for, you know, bringing all those in for, you know, it gives us something to do, gave me something to think about. And You know, we get notes like that on the messaging system pretty frequently. I feel like people are very grateful and I love and appreciate that. But it was cool to see it out in the real world, how it's impacted people. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll have to pass that on to Jen and Gentry and all them. Yes, yes, you should. Yeah. Um, If people don't know, um, now you do, that we do have a library um, at the jail um, and it does get utilized. It's helpful um, being able to read and 
learn, having access to knowledge and stories is just like a basic human right. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. Yeah. So I've also worked at like the jail library before, um, and it's the coolest experience I think I'll probably ever have at the library. It's really awesome, too, because it's um, with their holds, it's a lot of just like, oh, I want books on this topic or, oh, I want something related to this. So it's a lot of like readers advisory and trying to figure out what they'd like. And for the most part, it's really cool to see like the common themes amongst what people are learning and people are creating. There was um, a stint of time where everyone was checking out sign language books. We had no sign language books. And we just thought, oh, it's just like everyone's learning sign language. That's the Mm -hmm. thing. But I went to deliver to one of the pods one day and there was an individual in there who was hard of hearing and spoke exclusively ASL. And so that for a moment, like that for me was a pretty moment of just people caring for each other. Um, and she also, that individual, was just very glad and very excited. And um, when I, you know, spoke with her in ASL, it's just that it's that aspect of being seen, of being recognized. Keeping and respecting someone's humanity. Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful way to say that. I really like that. Keeping and respecting someone's humanity. Uh, what is one thing you want people to know about your job that you haven't already kind of touched on? Um. I feel like I've said a lot about my job so far, but just <laughs> regarding the library in general, keep coming to the library. And if you don't, come check it out because it's a lot cooler than you're picturing. There are so many more things. We're currently sitting in a room with audio editing software, guitars, drums, piano. Like there, there are so many things here. There's something for everyone. And you are welcome here. You're wanted here. That's all I have to say. I second that. <laughs> And if you can't make it into a physical building for whatever reason, like check out our online offerings. We have a lot of stuff online and adult lecture series, uh, story times if you've got kids, all sorts of like D&D Discord shenanigans. There's that, the teen Discord server that yeah. Mika does that's really, really cool. If you if you want to be, be on Discord with me, come be on Discord with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in both the D&D server and the teen server, so that's we have awesome. fun. Well, Sierra, thank you for coming and talking to us. Thank you guys for having me. It was so nice to talk with you. And if you guys that are listening ever see someone with Sierra on their name tag, it may be this Sierra. And you can say, (laughs) hey, I heard you on the podcast. And if it is her, she'll be like, yeah. And I will be so happy to see you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank Thank you guys again. Thank you. We are here with our next guest, David. David, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello. I am David. I'm a CSS at the Tyler Library, which is just a little nice one. I love it there. have awesome coworkers. I came from teaching before. I didn't really love that. And working at library is better in every single way. And it's awesome. Uh, So I'm just super happy to be here. And I really like all sorts of things. Awesome. Yeah, I love the Tyler Library. It's close to my house. That's the library yep. I started at. Oh, was cool. Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Special awesome. for everyone, I guess. <laughs> All right. So how did you get started working in the library? Yeah, so like I mentioned, last year I was teaching, found out I didn't love it. And as soon as I made the choice to stop, I knew I wanted to work at a library. It was my first school. I've always thought of working at libraries, but discounted it for a lot of different reasons. Um, But after this, I said, hey, let's go for it. Um, Let's see if I can get a full-time job at a library and then see if I want to get my master's and become a librarian. And I didn't know if that was even possible. Honestly, I didn't know if people got full-time jobs at libraries who weren't librarians at the time. Um, But during the summer, it was nice. I was getting paid. So I got to kind of just watch the website and wait for things to open up. And I was super, super fortunate that a job opened up at Tyler. I interviewed and um, just loved the people who I interviewed with and was really lucky to get the job there. And here I am now. Very nice. Awesome. (laughs) Love to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is something that surprises people about working at a library? Um, I think the first thing is most people think I'm a librarian, and I have to say I'm not a librarian. I just work (laughs) at a library. (laughs) So I think most people don't understand that. They think that everyone here is a librarian, and that's not the case. Um, So I think that surprises people. And then sometimes it surprises people that you do have to get a master's degree to become a librarian as well. I've seen that surprise some people too. Yeah, I find that often surprises people. They're like, what? I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) It's not fun, but... It's worth I, it. Probably. I enjoyed it, minus the white hairs it gave me. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think also um, going back to what people's preconceived notions of what a librarian is, um, they think, you know, 
the old school mentality that you sit around and you read books and you just recommend books and you find books for people. And that's not all that we do. So, yeah. It's not the majority. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You do a lot of helping people send emails from their phone and printing things. You do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I think what school helps you learn is how to adapt quickly um, and just be able to talk to different people about different topics. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of a lot of skills for drawing people's information needs out of them because a lot of times people don't really know what they want, even though they kind of know what they want. Are there things you wish would or could be changed by the library profession? Like, I know you're pretty new to this. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're like, hmm, I wish this was different? Yeah, I was thinking about this. Um, I actually, I was trying to catch up on your podcast while I was shelving books today. We're a CSS model, so we don't have any um, shelvers at ours. So I get to shelf too, which is a lot of fun. But yeah, I was trying to catch up and I heard you ask this question. So I listen to things to not say, so it's not repeated. <laughs> um, it's okay. But, you can repeat us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought something that would be cool, it probably wouldn't work out logistically, but I feel like it would be nice to have a halfway point between uh, CSS type jobs and library assistants and being a full librarian, for instance, something where you could specifically get a bachelor's degree and have a pay that's higher scale than CSS or library assistants, has a little bit more creativity than that position, but it's not the full not everything that a librarian does. I think that would be cool to have something that broaches the middle so it's not just an entry position or being a librarian. I think something like that would be really cool to have in the profession, but if they had that, probably everyone would do it and there wouldn't be enough jobs for them. So I don't know. (laughs) It'd be very competitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say one cool thing is a lot of library systems, like how they structure like librarians and library assistants is very different. So you might go to a state somewhere where they have a job that's like that. Like I have friends oh, cool. who live in other states who they don't have their master's degree, but they're considered at their location an actual like librarian. Oh, wow. Which is kind of cool. I'm lucky them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think even here in Utah, that's not necessarily the case in every system. Like I think some of the smaller systems, because they have a harder time recruiting people, are more willing to be flexible on the requirements. So, Yeah. It's interesting how it's different where you go. I come from Cash Valley originally, mm-hmm. and there it's kind of like you're a librarian or you're part-time or volunteer. It's like people there are actually surprised I got a full-time position, not as a librarian, because it's so rare over there because mm-hmm. so many people volunteer and they don't really need to have full-time yeah. positions. Well, and we're really lucky, too, as a system. We have a very healthy budget. A lot of libraries are not that lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any funny or memorable stories from the library that you would like to share? I feel like funny things happen every day, but some of my highlights in the nearly three months I've been here, so not a ton of time really. Uh, But my favorite thing is very polite, small children. Uh, They crack me up. (laughs) Sometimes when I'm shelving in the kids section, you know, there's like, I've had a little boy come up to me who is not taller than a large pumpkin and he was asking if he could help me shelve books and you know and so I let him hold some books for me while I was shelving them and he was so polite and would say thank you and I was just really happy that he got to have fun helping someone put away books in the library and I think that's really funny anytime you have really tiny kids that are extremely polite more than you would expect for them that's pretty fun they want to be helpful they want to be a part of something I love it yeah it's always adorable it is it is um I also love when they come up and they like randomly hug your knee yeah. <laughs> as far as they can reach. <laughs> and then they run away and you're like, ooh, run by hugging. <laughs> I always think it's funny. So I do story times on Monday. And when I first started, a lot of the kids, well, I still get it now if it's a new kid or whatever. They're like really shy and bashful. They don't want to talk to you. And they're like hugging their parents' leg. Like, don't make me talk to them. And then, like, after they've come a couple times and they've had fun, they're like, yeah, bye, (laughs) have fun, I'll see you next time. (laughs) It's adorable. It is. What is one thing you would want people to know about your job? 
just that's the best. And if anyone <laughs> wants to leave their job and join a library, they should do it. I mean, probably not for all people. If you're making a lot of money and need to provide everything for your family, I'm really lucky. My wife also teaches, so it was kind of okay for me to get a less high-paying job. But no, it's it's amazing. Uh, Tyler Library specifically is awesome. All of the staff there is super supportive, uh, super great, and. I just think anyone should pursue it who's interested. I wish I would have pursued it earlier, um, but I was kind of afraid for various reasons since I didn't know a lot about it, but it's super valid and uh, really rewarding. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of the consensus that it is a rewarding job. Um, it can be difficult because you are working with people, but um, that's the same coin, right? It's rewarding because you get to work with so many different people, but it's also challenging. Definitely. Yeah. I, I particularly like about it coming from teaching <laughs> that everyone wants to be here or if there is ever a tricky part with someone, it's 10 minutes for one day. It's not seeing that person every single day and having to deal with the repeat things constantly. <laughs> so it's very toned back. I don't have to manage 30 other people at the same time. And yeah, so it's it's a lot less stressful than where mm -hmm. I come from. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really never too late. Like I've had yeah. coworkers who were yeah. almost 50 that got their masters and became a librarian. And then like other people who were like, you know, earlier on in their career, like 20s, started the library or people that were like, oh, I'm retired. This sounds like a fun job. Like if you mm -hmm. want to do it, like go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I didn't get my master's till my late 30s. And then I didn't become a librarian until my early 40s. So yeah, it's never too late. All right. Well, thank you, David, for coming yeah, and talking to us. Thanks for having us. me on. Nice meeting you guys. Nice yeah. to meet you, too. Yeah. Thank you. And we're here with our next guest, April. April, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm April. I'm a CSS substitute, and it is awesome. Yeah. So how did you get started working with the library? Uh, libraries in general or just this one? However you want to answer the question. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hounded the city library for nine months straight to get a job with them after years of being what I called uh, an office monkey at various places. Um, and they finally hired me and that was great. And I've been there for, I've been there since 2013. And then a couple years ago, I wanted to expand my repertoire and join up with you guys. And I was particularly interested in Columbus Library because it was kind of close to my house. And it's just such a beautiful building. And I had seen a fellow city uh, staff member working with the county there mm -hmm. named Stephanie Novak. She's awesome. We I love, love Stephanie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Whenever I'm at Granite and Stephanie puts out some display, I feel like the universe like pokes at my spider sense mm -hmm. <laughs> to like go get some like pickup. And I'll pass by her display and it's like something awesome. And mm -hmm. I have to like pick it up. Uh, so her and I vibe with like topics and stuff. So it's great. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been, a, I think a couple of years, I think I started it in 2021 and it's been amazing. You have so many more branches, mm -hmm. which is great. And my main quest is to work at all of them at least once. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure all the managers are very happy <laughs> that you're willing uh, to do that. Well, I started out with like the this like preferred list and mm -hmm. I just expanded it. So um, I'm getting to know Sandy and other ones that are further afield from my house. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So what is something that surprises people about working at a library? How active it is. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very dynamic space and it's way more uh social and um it's just way more like active and dynamic than you would expect like it's not a place for just nerds and book lovers there's artisans there there's like some punk rock people that go there it's it's really neat and of course like families and like it runs the gamut of demographics uh economic level wise, age wise, and interest wise. It's mm -hmm. an amazing 
uh, third space. If you've, if you've heard of the third space thing, it's like, there's your home. That's the first uh, place. There's your work. That's the second place. And then third places are these beautiful places where people go that they don't have to go. And it's like, it's just really fun. And a library has been that way for centuries. And I feel like it's even more important now because we're losing a lot of third places. Mm -hmm. Um, And the libraries offer so much uh, that's so accessible at in just one space. Plus, it's just fun. It's true. You heard it here, Mm -hmm. folks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are there things that you wish you could change about the library profession or about librarians or libraries in general? Um, Probably uh, mental wellness support. Mm. Uh, I've experienced compassion burnout. All my fellow staff uh, friends and uh, members have experienced compassion burnout, Mm -hmm. especially after the pandemic. Um, And access to even that as a concept seems to be kind of um, I don't know. It's like occluded somehow. You don't really mm-hmm. know that it's a thing, but it's very much a thing. It's mm-hmm. it's very uh, poignantly experienced, but like no one really understands that when they go into the field until they're like knee deep in it. There's a lot of like pretty intense situations that I didn't realize until I was like at grand level. Mm-hmm. So yeah. We need some some solid, I don't know, meditation workshops and yeah. stuff. <laughs> like all all the things, all the all the wellness uh, supportive things. Yeah, I wish that's something they'd go over in like library school. Is like mm-hmm. here's how to take care of your mental health when working mm-hmm. in this space because it's really hard. Like I've seen some rough things. I'm sure we all have, and mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's for a lot of people, it's their only safe space. So when they come in, sometimes they just need to talk. They need to tell their story. And sometimes those stories are hard. They're difficult. Mm -hmm. And if you consistently every day hear those stories, it does weigh on you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's people that will stick with you forever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It's true. And it's (laughs) difficult because I find the library attracts people that want to help other people, that want to be kind and generous to others. Um, but then they end up overextending themselves because there's there's always people that need more. Mm. Always. <laughs> well, and it's hard to put up that boundary and be like, okay, I can't I can't do this now. I need to go. <laughs> On that point, because we're losing third places, like most people are hanging out and doing Netflix, whatever at home. And it's a much more isolated society. So not only is it attracting helpers, it's also attracting people who are seeing it as like this um, sanctuary and this like lighthouse in the middle of like these raging storms and stuff. So we come together and it gets really dramatic sometimes. It's lovely, but it's also it's pretty intense and it, it takes from us. Mm-hmm. On like a happier note, do you have any funny <laughs> or memorable stories that have happened during your time in libraries? Yes. Uh, it's hard to pick something. Uh, <laughs> recently, it's been kind of awesome to see how stoked kids get to return their books and put it on the sorter. Yes. It's like Christmas morning <laughs> for them, but in a weird reverse way. They're like, oh, I get to take like I get to give my books a journey and it's like a journey to like it's the same mundane journey that we see like we see like hundreds thousands of books and they're so stoked and they press their little faces to the glasses especially in West Jordan West Jordan seems to be like the most charismatic sorter for some reason it's got this (laughs) weird aura so it's just partially because you can see all of yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's that seems to be so far the most visual for them. So they really get to like feel like they're participating in this weird little book journey. Mm-hmm. And um, 
like I'll hear them squeal and I'll see their little faces. So that's really awesome. I love that. And that's something that you get to experience basically like this little bit of delight every time you have a shift there. So that's great. And that feeds my soul. I always love seeing what different branches do with their sorters. Like Mm -hmm. I know at Sandy, we've had a number of like decorations up around our slot to put books on this sorter. Like over the holidays, we had a little shark with a Santa hat. Yeah, I love that. And like we always do something for summer reading that's related to summer reading. But I know some libraries, some branches will do like opinion poll sort Mm -hmm. of stuff there. Like tell us what is better ice cream or chocolate or tell us you know what year you were born and they'll have like a whole big thing where you can put a dot for the year i need to go to those, like those branches i haven't experienced that yet <laughs> yeah. so that draper fun. does that a lot and mm-hmm. sometimes kerns will do interactive oh, ones like i did one it looked like a little like grocery cart in front of the sorter and i had kids write down like their favorite foods on yeah. like little pieces of like fruit and stuff sweet yeah That's i think so cool. i think daybreak does them pretty regularly mm-hmm. too nice Super I do fun. like directing people, like adults and kids, to whatever face is on the sorter. Like, <laughs> put it in the shark's mouth or put it in the frog's mouth or whatever. That's really helpful. And it's like, it's really easy to like inject a little bit of like, everyone's got an inner child. So, like, <laughs> give that inner child a little cookie. Like, ah, <laughs> put it in the shark's mouth. That's great. <laughs> So what is one thing um, you want people to know about your job? It's like, it's so wonderfully nourishing uh, mentally, physically in a sense, and uh, soulfully. It's just, it hits all the spots. Like I get to engage with really awesome coworkers um, and I have, I have my regular branches so far that I've been to uh more frequently and i get to interact with humanity in a really delightful way um it's really easy to help people and especially library patrons they're they're stoked to be there and they're stoked to have you help them uh and that's just really it's super easy to do and it's just really delightful to uh practice feeling good about humanity Mm -hmm. because there's so much stuff around that it seems like we're in conflict but go to a library and help someone find a book or get on a computer or access some like creative device and and uh space uh makerspace sort of things that's great it's super easy just note like know where the bathrooms are know where the (laughs) items are and point them in the direction and uh empower people to create meaning in their lives super easy Mm -hmm. i agree (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's like one of the things i yeah love about working in a library and just the profession in general um being able to help and celebrating those little joys with people. You know, um, we were talking earlier, Sarah had mentioned about emails, helping people with emails a lot. Uh, the amount of people that are so grateful for an mm-hmm. email, mm-hmm. you know, and other people take for granted that they know it already mm-hmm. and it's super easy for them. So, yeah, well, like there's a it's a very like accessibly human staff base I feel that works at libraries there are no dumb questions we're just here to get you over like maybe an uh a process that you're not privy to or you don't have a lot of experience with like we're like I don't care like where you're coming from or whatever there's no shame here right all the questions how Mm. can we help you how Mm. can we help you level up basically Mm -hmm. that's great my my husband and I have this comic that we like to share um, every time someone feels embarrassed about not knowing something that they feel like they should know. So there's this comic out there. It's a web comic called XKCD. Go look it up. It's phenomenal. Um, but the comic is, I think it's called Today's 10,000. But it's that everybody grows up and doesn't know things that other people just know. And it's like commonplace to them. 
And there's this statistic that approximately 10,000 people learn something every day. Um, and so when people don't know something and they're like embarrassed about it, we're, we like to like link to that comic and be like, it's fine. You're just one of today's 10,000. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, go look it up. It's phenomenal. Very cool. XKCD is just a hoot, period. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's time for everyone's favorite segment, our potato segment. We might have a thing for potatoes. And by my, I mean definitely. <laughs> potatoes are amazing. The three of us really love potatoes, so we like to ask all of our guests, what's your favorite way to eat potatoes? Ooh, that's really difficult. I feel like french fries are a classic, but since I grew up in Salt Lake, I'm going to have to say funeral potatoes. Yes. I really love funeral potatoes. Uh, funeral potatoes are... Three for yes. three. Yeah. Every They're single just... guest so far has said funeral potatoes. <laughs> like, they just make everything so much more uh, tolerable <laughs> and delicious. Just some cheesy potatoes. They're kind of special here in Utah, I guess. Probably a lot of places wouldn't know where funeral potatoes are. But it's just like these kind of chopped up diced potatoes that get very soft and you have cheese covering them and it's kind of like a casserole dish. They're just very tasty and uh, they're a good comfort food. I think I can't be sad eating funeral potatoes. So I'm not from Utah and <laughs> um, <laughs> the first time I heard funeral potatoes, I'm like, what is that? That sounds so sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, no, it's so great. <laughs> It is like the highlight when I've gone to like Utah funerals before and someone brings out the funeral potatoes. Usually there's like a chair of some kind, which you don't expect at funerals, but it is like a nice happy moment. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like you said, uh, David, it's a comfort, you know, it's familiarity. So, yeah. The starch and the cheese cover up all the pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why we love potatoes. Like you can't go wrong with a potato. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be sad if someone just dropped off a potato to me. I'd be like, oh, they love me. <laughs> it's a potato. It's true. Potatoes yeah. actually originated in Utah. They're, uh, I think they found one of the first species, they're really tiny, in, I want to say central Utah. I nerd out about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like what if it's local, sweet. Like if it's ancient <laughs> and local, even better. So yeah, potatoes are amazing. They should like be I'm... our like uh state vegetable or something. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna have to do a deep dive into potato yeah. history now. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, April, so much for coming and talking to us. Thank you so much. And we'll be right back with our next guest. So we've got our final guest here, Alexis. Hi, everybody. Do you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my name's Alexis Alaris, and I'm a circulation supervisor over at the West Jordan Library. Ooh, a supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're super happy you're here. Thank you. So how did you get started working in the library? I know you've been here a while. Yes. So, <laughs> so like, I think this year goes on 33 years with the library system. Ooh, yeah. And so <laughs> um, I started, the reason was my dad. My dad used to be one of, in the late 80s, he was one of the delivery courier drivers that take the material back and forth to all the different libraries. And he got hurt. And so he was on you know, off on workers' comp for a while. And this was around Christmas time. So Christmas was going to be not too fun, but this is, I thought this was an amazing thing. Um, over at Whitmore, where the drivers were located, they, um, tech services, technical services and admin and HR, they took up a collection and they bought presents for my family. I got like a shirt and my first like Sony Walkman. It was a real Walkman nice. rather Aww. than a knockoff one. <laughs> and so um, I was still in high school and I was like, man, what a wonderful place to work that the, the staff care about each other so much. And so my dad ended up um, having to take a medical, you know, retirement kind of type thing. And then I graduated um, high school in 1990. And in 1991, in February, I got hired as a shelver um, for the library, which 
I thought was so cool because I grew up in Harriman when there was like 500 people in the whole town on a farm. <laughs> and I was like, yay, I don't have to muck out stalls or feed chickens or anything like that. I have a real job. But it was only 20 hours. So I was doing that. And then I was a Chinese cook and a, um American cook and a, worked in a Mexican restaurant. I worked... Uh, this is kind of interesting. In an auto body place where they installed hydraulics on Ooh. cars. And so we would make the cars go up and down or the truck beds flip up and spin and that kind of type stuff. And so you made them I, dance. Yeah. And the, but when I started with the library, you know, it was only 20 hours back then as a page. Now they call them shelver, but I think pages sound more mystical, right? Kind of a cool <laughs> thing. And then I started um, as a customer service specialist. And then I just worked my way up from that to a library assistant and then to a circulation supervisor. I think that about covers it. So I still think the library is a wonderful place. I mean, the staff care about one another so much. And um, it's wonderful to work in a place where people care about you. Right. So it's very true. What is something that surprises people about working at a library? So when I first started as a shelver, I was surprised at how physical the job was. And I was like, man, this is like throwing hay or picking weeds in the garden. <laughs> I was so sore from squatting down and, and shelving the material. I think one of the other things about surprising working in a library, it's almost like I remember as a kid, a, being a student in elementary and I saw my teacher in the grocery store and I'm like, oh, hey, Mrs. Jones, what are you doing here? I, I just thought that they lived at school, right? Yes. Didn't think that they had another <laughs> life outside of school. And so I've been here long enough where um, I remember children coming in with their parents and now those children are adults and have children of their own. And um They'll come into a library or a library event, and they're like, I remember you. And they'll tell the kids, oh, this was the library guy back in the day when I was a kid. So I think that is so cool. One of the other things is um, people would be surprised at the library is um, who comes into the library. And the answer to that is everyone comes into the library. It's a welcoming place for all staff. Um, sometimes people... Um, would say, oh, that person's sleeping. I think they might be homeless. And I was like, well, people that are experiencing homelessness have every right to be in the library as well. And um, people often ask me, what do you like most about working at the library? And I tell them, well, the people. It's wonderful. It's kind of a fulfilling, makes you feel good. I mean, I still like it. I'm still here after 30-something years. And they ask me, what do you what don't you like about the library? And I tell them, the people. Because right? <laughs> you have those good experiences and then you have those other experiences that aren't quite so good. And I like to try to win those people over that are having a bad experience and win them over to the, to the library's side. And then one of the other things um, is if you're a supervisor or a manager um, and something happens, you know, if a child has an accident in the kids room or or you have to discipline somebody for the behavior that they're doing you have to ask them to leave or to to stop that behavior because it's affecting others having to deal with that um i remember one time um at the west jordan library the old one not the new one but we have um i would say people adults that live in group homes that are special needs um, they come to the library quite often once or twice a week to to get out and do things. And so there was a person that um, he had an accident, so he had a colonoscopy bag that must have come undone or burst. And I think Carl, our, our tech guy here, he might have been there back in the day, but I mean, they didn't notice that burst and he'd walked through the whole library. And so I 
was the lucky one that got to pick that up and I'm cleaning it and I'm like, ooh, corn, ooh, peanuts. And you're like, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Listen, you have they to find the humor and things. Right? <laughs> you have to. They don't pay me enough for that. And when people say, oh, I had to pick up, you know, somebody vomited over here. I was like, let me tell you, this, <laughs> this isn't, and that's nothing compared to what I've had to deal with. Okay. So I hope that was enough to answer on that question. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Uh, is there anything that you wish you could change about libraries or the library professions? When I was a kid, I used to come to the library all the time. And I lived in Harriman, and so the closest library was the South Jordan Library that was like 106 South. And so we would go to that library, and it was wonderful. But, man, that the librarian, I can't remember her name, but behind the desk she looked so mean, and she didn't look very approachable at all. But the county library back in the day, they had bookmobiles that still went out. And there was a bookmobile that came up to Harriman, and it came um, – down to the bottom of Harriman where there's an, the oldest LDS church in Harriman. She would go there. And I kind of lived in the middle of Harriman on the start of Rose Canyon Road. And so she would go there. I'd ride my bike down there. And then she'd tell me, oh, Alexis, I, her name was Judy. And um, I got to go up now. So I was such a nerd that after she left, I rode my bike up to Rose Canyon Road where she had the second spot to stop. <laughs> And I'd be there with her, too. The coolest thing, once I started working for the library, Judy was still working for the library. And I got to work with her a little bit. And I also, I asked her, do you remember me? And she was like, oh, yeah, of course I remember you. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. And so I think now through the times, um, the people at the – whether it's the information desk or the check, checkout desk, um, they're not quite as – you know, there's not that invisible wall that you don't, oh, they look so busy, I don't want it, um, to disturb them. I mean, we're here to answer your questions. You know, our medium is information. So I think from starting back then to see the transition go from um, from being, oh, they look so imposing. But now I even have patrons come in, it's so loud, what's going on? Do you, shouldn't you be, shh. And I always tell them, you know, libraries aren't about shh anymore. We're community meeting places. Um, um, we have resources, computer resources, tablets that children can check out. Some of the libraries have make or create spaces where we're using one of those spaces now to do this podcast. And so just the libraries are not just about books. You hear, I hear people tell me, oh, libraries are going to be gone. I was like, no. It's so like we just have to change the medium and the information that we give out. They're still relevant, so relevant that people are willing to pay tax dollars to support the libraries. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. So do you have a funny or memorable um, story or stories that you would like to share about the library? I mean, you've been here long yeah. enough, so <laughs> I'm sure you got quite a few up your sleeve. <laughs> so I have one, and if you've taken the like the – like the Circ 101, the ILS software trainings that we train to all staff. Um, I was a library assistant at Riverton Library back in the early 90s. And um, like I said, I grew up in Harriman and on a farm. And this guy, this older gentleman came in and he could have been like one of our neighbors. And he came in and he told me, uh, yeah, the wife's off at her sister's for the weekend. I found a a duck in my backyard. It's got a broken wing. I need a book to show me how to fix it up. And I'm like, oh, cool. I was like, oh, animal husbandry, I'm thinking. And so I take him to the shelf when I find a book and I pull it down. And I'm like, this is how it shows you how to splint the the duck's wing. And he just looked at me so funny. And I looked back at him, back at him and I was like, ooh, you wanted a cookbook, huh? And he <laughs> nods. And so that's, the, I mean, the librarians get paid to, to ask questions clarifying that kind of type stuff at Riverton again a lady came in and she was like yeah I where's the gardening section so I take her over to the gardening section and she comes back a little bit later she's like you know there's no books on gazebos at all over there and I'm like gazebos well they're in a different section he's like and she's like well don't gazebos go in the garden and I was like mm. yeah of course right <laughs> um another story there was a 
16 that was in high school and she was in the drama club and she came in and she was looking for plays and she was, she asked me, oh, where, where are the plays? And I was like, oh, you want to be a thespian? And she's like, ah, oh, I like guys. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> And so it's just like oh, funny child. stuff like that. <laughs> so this one, it didn't really happen to me, but it's kind of a, a joke that I, I tell people. So I was at the information desk and this, this kid came up and he said, hey, can I get a hamburger, a Coke and a large fry? Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is a library and he says, oh, can I get a hamburger, a Coke, and a large fry? <laughs> and so remember, we're not about all about that whispering stuff anymore. <laughs> and another funny story. I think there was a time when West Jordan Library first got its new building, and we have an intercom system so you could, you know, announce when we're closing. And I had figured it out, and I was like, oh, first time I get to use it. And so I go up. And I go to the phone, I enter the code, and I put, you know, the library's closing in 15 minutes. And one of my staff members l- looks at me. And so if you don't know this, the library on Friday and Saturdays closes at 6.15. But it was a Thursday. And they looked at me. I was like, I got back on the phone. Sorry, folks, I was just testing the intercom system. We actually close in three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a couple things there. Um you know, it, I tell staff that it's okay to make s- mistakes as long as you learn from those mistakes. And I, I did learn from those mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there have been times where people have put the wrong code in and you hear the announcement oh, at yeah. your branch mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's not for us. <laughs> right. One of the coolest things, now that you said that, when the new West Jordan Library Viridian Event Center opened like 12, 13 years ago, Tyler, who's the the manager of that, he said, let's figure out the intercom. So we were we were playing with it, putting in different codes. And it was like, if you can hear this message, tell me what part of the branch you're in. And like Whitmore called us and said, we're in the children's area. There were like five <laughs> different libraries. And we were goofing around during business hours because we were still putting <laughs> books on the shelf. And so we sent them thank you notes saying, Thank you for being such a good sports. And, but we didn't know that intercom was that interconnected. Yeah. Didn't I know, know either. When I've worked at Curtis before, one time <laughs> yeah. we got like a call from Daybreak and they're like, hey, just so you know, you're like intercom all day long has been coming to our branch, not <laughs> yours. And we're like, oh, no, we just thought it like wasn't working. Uh, so it still happens. Yeah. yeah. I am almost positive when I went back to Sandy after being at Magna that there was at least one time where I put in the Magna intercom code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't hear it at Sandy, and I was like, "Hope Magna liked that announcement." <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing you want people to know about your job, whether it's like working in a library in general, or maybe being a supervisor? Because you're the only supervisor we've had on today as a guest. Yeah, I think I, I started from the the ground, you know, the starting position, and worked my way up. I think the for me the most important part is that. Um, we're here to serve the community the best we can. People come in, whether you might only come in one time a year to get a paper tax form, and we're here for you when that happens or for a story time. We're here for everybody to make a difference in the community's lives. One thing I try to do um, as well as try to make a difference in our staff's lives, a good positive difference. You know, we have the external customer service for the public, but I always think of it as internal public customer or internal customer service. And you four in this room are my internal customer service people, whether it is the shelvers or our facilities department that clear the sidewalks of snow or keep our grounds. I mean, if they come in and use our break rooms, they have every right. I've had branches where um, staff were like, oh, they're in there taking up all the room. I was like, they have every right to use the break rooms and the restrooms. There are employees as well. And I think sometimes staff may forget that. But um, man, we're all in this together. And it's easier to to help one another than it is. Um, I mean, it's easy to not help one another, but that person may remember <laughs> a few years down the road and they're like, oh, I might not be able to come clear your 
parking lot as fast as you had wanted it, right? So Always lead with kindness. Yeah, yeah. lead with kindness. And I think that um, I've worked in other places, and I've worked in the library where I had a supervisor that, um, and I think everybody's had this, well, I just didn't want to come to work because it was such, it felt so toxic. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to go get on some kind of medication. But once I had the role as a supervisor, that was one of my goals was to never have my staff or those people that I work with feel that way, right? And hopefully that's true now. And I, a lot of people like to come work at my branch or that kind of a type thing. So I think that's all I got on that, anything. But um, I want to kind of switch it. And so you guys, do you get questions? So I'm going to ask you that last question of all three of you, all four of you. What's one thing you want people to know about your job? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you get to do this wonderful podcast, but yeah, in the sure, real library yes. world, what kind of stuff do you get to do? I think that I am very privileged in my <laughs> position. Um, I, I've been in a... I've been a librarian for five-ish years, but in the system for like 10. Um, and I've, especially with the pandemic happening and all of the the rush to get virtual programming going, like I've been able to spend a lot of my time working on virtual programming stuff, whether it's been this podcast or we mentioned this earlier, I run the, help run the teen and, and D&D Discord servers that we have. Um, I've run D&D during the pandemic online, um, like a lot of my job is doing things that I like to do, but like taking it to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> during the pandemic, I was able to run an Animal Crossing island for the system, and that was really cool. There were a lot of um, I don't I don't know the actual ages, but I assumed that most of the people coming to the island were probably teens, um, and they were just so happy to be able to have contact with people because. Everybody was stuck at home and it was miserable. Oh, it was. Except for Animal Crossing. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I think I think that's that's the thing that I like is letting people know that the library has things for them. Like we're not just a repository of books anymore. Yeah. We offer a lot of things and we want to meet people where they are and provide them resources to make their lives better. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh Okay, I guess I'll go next. Um, <laughs> so I used to be an in-branch librarian, but now I am a senior librarian in our community engagement department, uh, specifically lifelong learning. Um, so I'm one of uh, three programming librarians. Um, we tend to um, organize the big system-wide events. So if you've ever been to a whodunit or your kids have been to Owl Camp or Toshikon, um, that's my department. Um, <laughs> we also mentor. So I am the adult services mentor. So I work with all the librarians that specialize in adult services. And that's from like ages what, 18, 19 to death. <laughs> Pretty much. (laughs) A little bit of a spread. Quite a bit. (laughs) Um, And then I do like other um, kind of things, but mainly I work on programming and stuff. So I do miss the interactions, the daily interactions. Um, So I'm really grateful that I get to do the podcast because I still get that interaction and um, I can talk to the public and staff and meet guests and things like that. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of at it like an interesting point in my job right now where I'm doing an acting in, which we kind of talked about earlier in the podcast. Um, it's like a chance for people if there's like um, an empty job, like a job vacancy or whatever, you can kind of go in and get some practice to see like, oh, is this like a place I want to work at? Do I want to do this position? Um, and so I'm doing an acting in with our early learning department. So they do kind of all of like the big system stuff for ages like zero to five. They do, if you've ever seen like the story time backpacks at branches, they do all of those. There's a reading room at the South Main Clinic where people can go in after their doctor's <coughs> appointments and get a free book for 18 and under. Um, and I think that's something I wish like people knew more about are all these really cool like behind the scenes stuff we do. Like being at the South Main Clinic is probably the coolest thing 
I'll ever do because I just get to like go in every day and be like, yeah, you can take any book you want and it's a free book. And for a lot of kids, it's like the first book they've ever owned. We get a lot of like refugee families. So it's the first book in English or it's a book that's in their language, which they don't get to find. Um, So I think just people in the public knowing like there's a lot that we do. So it's not just librarians. It's like CSS and shelvers and supervisors and our facility drivers and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing the number of people it takes to make a system like this work and mm-hmm. and to make sure everything gets done. Librarians are important, but they are by no means the only ones keeping things going and keeping things working. If they were, we would be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've uh, always said if like we didn't have shelvers, everything in the library would fall yeah. apart. Mm-hmm. Everything. Uh, a lot of things would have to be sacrificed because mm-hmm. we'd have to take the time to put the books back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy so and if you want to know where anything is ask a shelver they always know they know where it is yeah once upon a time ago i started as a shelver and i knew where things were so Mm -hmm. much better than i do now (laughs) as a librarian (laughs) so there's one person you know carl or our guy that's doing the the tech stuff but i got to work with carl for a while the funnest thing we did together we were central selectors for rock rap and popular vocal and i mean the first i told carl when we first started i was like man we have hundred and twenty thousand dollars to spend that cost more than the house when i first bought my house <laughs> i was like so carl what give us some input we rocked man it was awesome <laughs> we spent a lot of money on rock and roll and uh yeah no the um i don't know what to say um the library system it's uh it's a lot of things to a lot of different people and um yeah i think you touched on one of the most important things it's like we're here to serve we're here to be kind to people we're here to have people be welcome you know and and there's a myriad of ways we do that and uh yeah I think uh, if you asked anybody about Alexis, they would just tell you how awesome he is, how great he's been through the years, how many lives he's touched, you know? And uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, It's great. It's been great to have you on here. (laughs) Apparently we just needed Alexis on here to get Carl to talk. (laughs) Yeah, this is the first time I've actually talked. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, Carl is great. And um, thank you, Carl. All right, we've got one last very important question. Oh, no. Because yes. we are all obsessed with potatoes. What is your favorite way to eat potatoes? Way to eat potatoes? Mm-hmm. Mm, I could say probably oven-baked French fries, mm. right? But um, I'm a, I was such a big potato guy, but then the doctor said, you got to watch your blood sugar, and so I don't get to eat potatoes as much as... <laughs> <laughs> I used to. But yeah, I'm all boiled, mashed. You know, I might be a hobbit. I'm kind of short and have hairy toes. So <laughs> potatoes, potatoes. Right? I feel this. <laughs> I'm only 5'1 myself. So. <laughs> okay, now I'm interested. What are all your favorite potatoes? It depends on the potato I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I do tend to lean towards the Yukon Gold ones. Um, but I also have a very soft spot for sweet potatoes. So um, I actually really love um, like roasting sweet potato cubes with um, maple syrup and cumin and cinnamon. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's like a treat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like my favorite potato changes based on my mood. But recently I've really been craving, I have this recipe for twice baked potatoes where you put in like sour cream and cheddar cheese and green onion and bacon so delicious i just want to eat it all i mean if you're not a vegetarian bacon is the way to go with a potato (laughs) (laughs) and if you are a vegetarian it's okay you can still eat potatoes yes there's some really good like bacon substitutes as like someone who doesn't eat bacon there's some really good like bacon substitutes for potatoes i think i'm like a french fry girly um there's a place that i like that makes really good french fries that like even cold they taste amazing and I've been thinking about them a lot. That's so, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you always lose a little bit of something when you eat mm-hmm. them cold. So. You know, these, like, they taste just as good. Nice. I wonder what their secret is. <laughs> They're just my favorite place. Maybe that's it. <laughs> it's also, more of an emotional thing. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> I'm also really addicted to frites. 
um, which is like a, a Dutch version of French fries where they fry them twice. They're super crispy and super delicious. If you ever go to uh, Bruges, they have frites and they are delicious. Now I want to go to Bruges. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. It was great to have you yeah, on. Thank you. Thanks to all our guests, even though most of them are gone now. And we want to thank those of you that are listening. We appreciate you. Without you, there could be no podcast. And we like doing it. So keep listening. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You want to listen to more of the podcast? You can find new and old episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And we would love to hear from you. If you want to email us, you can email us at shelvespodcast at slcolibrary.org. We would love any questions, any comments, anything you want to send us. Send us a GIF. Send us a Rickroll. That would make my day. Send us a potato. Um, Little known fact, my mom used to work at the post office and a woman was trying to mail a potato and she wanted to insure it because it was a prize winning potato. And my mom told her, you can't because it's perishable. And we can't ensure anything that's perishable. The woman was very upset because it was a prize-winning potato. <laughs> um, there's my funny story. <laughs> I was wondering like, that where funny. that potato was going and why. I don't know. So this was upstate New York. I'm mm. not 100% sure where that potato was going. But yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, you cannot nice. ensure a potato <laughs> in the mail. But you can inside our stomachs and in our hearts. Yes. That's right. Yes. Be sure to join us next month. We will be talking to our friend Christopher about the seed libraries that we do in our various branches. Did you know you could get seeds at library? Um, yes, but now our listeners do too. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun times. Um, and until then, that's what we've got for you. Thanks. Bye. 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 We, oh, we need to make a, t- a potato display, at least. Mm-hmm. We should. Oh, yeah. ideas. I think yeah. Daybreak did one last year at did some they? point. Yeah. Mm. Sweet. We're seeing that. Time to start emailing people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>